Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 12th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. With me is my co-host, Will Terps. Yo, yo. Sub Will. So tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, we have Ryan Lutz so far from Pollination Elite Genetics, Elephant Farms, Elephant Extracts, and Sweet Leaf Extractors. Um, we're also hoping to get Ari Lopez on the phone too. Um, if, if we can't get him on the horn, then I'm sure Ryan can handle it. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure I can. I, I know, I know a limited amount of what's going on his, uh, what's going on with him, but, uh, I, I hit him up and hopefully he's going to be on here. Word. Yeah. And, uh, so usually we do like a, a small intro and talk about what we did the week before, but, uh, since we got you on the horn, dude, and we've been talking for a little bit before we went live, I want to just go ahead and get right into the cookie cutter questions. Um, cool. Can you, I know I introduced you, but I just want to hear you. Can you please state your name, your company's states, and whether recreational or medical? I'm, uh, I'm originally from Colorado where Pollination Elite Genetics started. Uh, I moved out here to Oregon where I've been uh, running elephant farms. And uh, we're uh, recreational marijuana and uh, seed breeding and you know, doing our best to provide incredible cannabis. Dope, man. Dope. Um, so you started out breeding in Colorado. Were you guys like uh, medical or recreational there? Like, was that? Um... No, actually, actually, that was before that even started. I mean, that was uh, my my partner, Ryan, is actually the, the one who is the, the magician with the, the breeding. Um, Ryan Rice from from Windsor, Colorado. He's seriously an amazing breeder. And I've worked with him for a long time. And he, he made some incredible lines. And that was back back in the day and uh that's that's where i found the passion for it that's where i found the the incredible to to make more seeds and to make uh better genetics yeah no doubt man that that work is really important and it's good that people who are talented at it are gravitating towards it you know right uh because to me too man it looks like a a decently profitable business you know what i mean like just just based on the numbers yeah i can yield you know i'm like damn that's a lot at retail like you can cut some pretty good deals and still be okay you know no i'm definitely i'm definitely enjoying the profits from it but at the same time i mean it really it's not even that i mean you, you make a little bit of money from it but i'm not like the cookie family trying to bring out 500 dollar packs of seeds or anything like that which yeah. is foolish to me. I mean, share the genetics to people. Let it, let it be affordable. Let people grow your I stuff. Agree. I agree. Sometimes I feel like 200 yeah. for a 10-pack, too. I'm like, man, 20 bucks a seed. Like, for That's real? That's ridiculous when you're getting yeah. a 1,000, a 1,000 2,000 seeds per plant. I mean, I mean, I anyone agree. that's willing to pay that, it just blows my mind. I agree, man. I agree. Um, so my next cookie cutter question, Ryan, is what inspired the move to Oregon? I know I talked about um, this with actually, you before we went live, but I, I want to hear the story again for, for the YouTube folks. Yeah. Ryan and I actually came out here to Oregon and we're, uh, kind of touring around and we were coming to meet Ari over a, a grow opportunity with him. And, uh, that's how we actually ended up meeting up with you guys. I, I found out was uh, we went to a dispensary and we're repping pollination and wanted some geek farms, Dr. Who. And, uh, you guys came into the picture, but anyways, uh, I, uh, we met up with Ari and, uh, Ari sent me down to uh, Southern Oregon for a while and, uh, started to grow down there. And, uh, I, my grandma ended up getting sick. So I had to fly back to Colorado, take care of her for about a year. And, uh, things were booming up here again. So I moved back to, back out to Oregon and, in uh 2017 and started growing weed out here and have been loving it ever since hell yeah dude that's dope i remember uh seeing you guys on the the elephant farms ig and it would just uh right it, it like it reminds me of pat from heroes of the farm now like you guys that have like I 
this this huge work area of the shit. That that guy yeah. that guy's an inspiration for me. I mean, he seriously yeah. rocks it. That is seriously a, a sheer G. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing. He's he's got a huge business plan. He's he's going forward. I have nothing but respect. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, that's it, you guys used to give me that same feeling too, man, with your post because it'd be like 400 plants, man, and it's like outside and everything looks butter, and it'd be like, yo, we just did all this today with five guys. And I'm like, holy right. shit, man. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Like, that's that's a lot of work, bro. And it's it's good to have a team that can put in work like that and get shit done, you know? I think we got a team of six right now, and we're uh, trying for 2,000 this year, so. Damn. With the greenhouse. Damn. Damn, hell yeah, man. That's crazy. Um. So but, my uh, next. Okay, no, no, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Okay, so uh, what was it like um, transitioning and, like, adapting to the climate in Oregon as opposed to Colorado? Like, did the elevation change and the temperature and humidity, like, how much different was it? And, like, how well do you guys think you did the first year? The temperature and uh, and humidity were not huge factor, but, it, well, I guess the humidity was a little bit, but for some reason, I mean, the the mold out here, is 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 ridiculous and i know that has something to do with the humidity but we're we're around a bunch of vineyards and i guess they use the this the tritus mold to ripen their grapes during Uh, harvest season which passes on to all the marijuana farms that are all around here in oregon and it rocks farms around here all the time and that's the only difficulty i've we really found with that that and the the wonderful russet mites which i'm sure many farms have had had a bounce with yeah dude one year for me it was broad mites and it uh yep, those, it, it, it took me like two weeks that. <laughs> yeah it took me like two weeks to figure it out bro like it was always in the new growth yep. and shit looked like orange and it was twisting up like it had some kind of nutrient burn and i just i like exactly. i'm like man you, dude you everything's have no idea until everything's your plant is infected to the maximum dude you have yeah no clue and, until it's totally infected and which, yeah. which sucks especially when you have a thousand plants in a small room hell yeah dude and it uh you can't see those like a hundred times scope so like i kept looking and not seeing anything and then once i got my lube in there i was like oh shit i'm, I'm telling man, you there's a, everywhere there's a 1999 scope on uh, amazon just look it up at the digital microscope for your phone it's uh, 19.99 on Amazon. Awesome! It, you can see the russet mites, no problem. I mean, it, incredible. Dope. What did you got a name for it, man? I'm trying to write this shit down. No, I don't have a name for it. But look it up. It's a phone microscope on Amazon, and I guarantee you'll find it. 19.99. I've even seen it advertised on Facebook. No doubt. I bet you Facebook's going to hit me up with an ad tomorrow or later on tonight now. Yep, exactly, <laughs> just because we talked about it. Yeah, bro, my phone's sitting that's, right here in front of me. That's the truth, dude, that is the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually had that happen when I've been driving and talking about something. It pops up on my, my advertisement screen. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, man, they're listening <laughs> all the time, man, trying to sell you something. Yep. Um, so, so, uh, would like the pests similar in Oregon as Colorado? Um, I, like, I, yeah, go- I guess I, I mean, I've had, I've had spider mites in both places. The russet mites were mainly out here in Oregon, but, okay. uh, I've never really had problems with pests. I mean, everything that's always been taken care of to the men for the most part. Yeah. The the mold was a definite problem though. That was a shocker for me. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, dude, it's a heartbreaker when you got some huge colas and you break one open and it's brown on the inside. Like, yeah, it destroys it destroys yeah. everything. And they're so beautiful. Yeah. I've got so many good pictures of stuff, and it it turned to trash. But yeah. you know, whatever. I guess that's what yeah. it's for, huh? Yeah, pretty much, dude. I like I had a super terrible year in 2013 to where it was like I threw away basically 90% of my crop. Uh-oh. And, and right. it was like fucking 18 plants. I was medical back then and 
just a storm hit and we were in the ground instead of above the ground on pots and it just fucking soaked everything and it i don't know it was heartbreaking usually we'd have a trim party and it was basically a, a throwaway weed party like nope this is fuck throw it away this is fuck throw it away like oh like in Colorado, you had to worry about the cold or the snow at the very end of the season. You had to worry about something like that. Out here, the the rain just destroys everything. I mean, you if you if you're not covering your plants at the very end or getting it in in time, it it fucks them up. I mean, it it that rain and the the mold and everything just destroys everything. Yep. Yeah, man. You can still grow bomb in Oregon, but you got to work with what you got, man. Yeah, Adapting greenhouse light death. Uh, that's where it's at. I I don't know what anyone else has to say about that, but I think that that's where it's at. You get the the light from the sun, you get the power from that. You don't have to spend money on electricity, and you can have yep. the the bomb weed in a controlled environment. Yeah. So, uh, can I ask you a question about which date do you guys usually start depping? Like, are you guys starting right now? No, actually, we're not actually doing that right now, but that's that's the plan. We're we're actually uh, we have I think about a thousand clones about to go into a greenhouse, and we're going to let them veg for about two weeks, maybe three weeks, and you know pop those tarps and flower them out. And we also okay. have our big monster plants out there as well. So I mean, but the light depth is where it's at. No doubt, man. No doubt. Um. So my next cookie cutter question, uh, what were the numbers on production for your crew the first year? Like, are you, are you comfortable with sharing that? Like how many plants did you have and how many guys yeah. and, and everything came down yeah. afterwards? Like, like I, cause I like hearing shit about that. Like we did this many plants, pulled this many packs, used this many guys. We got yeah. done at this day. You know, like, like like you said before, it was a uh, it was five guys running this uh, this team, and we had sixteen hundred plants out there, and they were beasts. And it it ran perfectly; everything went great until the very end when the mold hit, and that was mainly in the cure section. So we got about sixteen hundred plants or sixteen hundred pounds of a uh, of usable product at the time, which is isn't anything special, but. I mean, it, it was a it was a good first harvest for us. I mean, well, it wasn't even the first. I guess 2016 was the first harvest. That was kind of a test run, but 2017 was a good first harvest. We had incredible plants. It was a great learning experience, and it got me a chance to actually learn how Oregon runs and how to deal with problems and I guess succeed in this in this uh, this type of market. Yeah, dude. With, uh, what, yeah. There's there's so you, much competition, so. <laughs> dude, yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because the numbers are pretty grim on most of the articles I read. That, I mean, the one that stood well, the, out the most said that 350,000 packs moved through Oregon stores in a year, but 1.2 million packs came down in harvest in 2017 <laughs> and also in 2018. So that leaves like a surplus of a million and a half packs. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's talking about these six-year-plus pounds and stuff like that, or six-year-plus uh, weight. But at the same time, it's it's going to be trash soon. I mean, all the stuff that's been waiting for years and years and years, that stuff's just garbage. So they're, they need to discontinue that and know that that's going to be burned. No one wants to smoke that crap. But no, there, there's so much competition salvageable? out here. Do you think it's still salvageable yeah, for, uh, for distillate? It's going to distillate. Distillate's going to be the market. Everyone likes those pens. Everyone loves that stuff. So, you know, that's I think that's going to be a huge market for it. But at the same time, Oregon fucked up by by making too much, too many companies available to the market. And everyone wanted to grow their farm. Everyone wanted these huge farms. And the product just flowed in. And Oregon's not that big. I mean, what? Well, I mean, it's yeah. a decent-sized state, but there's just not that many people in there to support this huge market. So nah, a lot dude, of like... a lot of pounds started flowing out the back door, and you know, everyone started getting pissed off about that. But you know, at the same time, the government brought it on themselves. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, that's that's a huge surplus. You know what I mean? And right. I I don't know, like that. Uh, that had to be tough for guys who had this certain number on their spreadsheet and 
Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm glad uh, that I was with man. a solid team and we actually had a good plan and everything worked out and it was, but I, I, I knew some people that they, they didn't go that route and, you know, they grew a lot of stuff and I don't know what happened. Yeah. And like, there's only, I think 3 million people that live in the state of Oregon. So it's like, there's literally a half pound of weed for every man, woman, and child in the state, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah so like but you're at the same time this... the weed out here is dirt cheap i mean the weed out here is very cheap and it's supreme too there's a lot of three dollar grams which actually aren't that bad i'm pretty much a nah. pot snob i don't smoke that stuff anyway i mean but i've seen some stuff that i was like wow that's not bad but yeah. at the same time you know there's really good pot for you know ten dollars a gram nine dollars a gram yeah, and, uh, like doghouse genetics, geek farms. I mean, you green genetics. Oh my goodness, you greens. I I have to give them props for sure. They're they're growing some incredible organic farm weed. I mean, it's, yeah. it's truly impressive. Yeah, those, those three dollars the market, in my opinion. It's like you know, it's it's at least I think the the uh, market will level itself out, but people like the average consumer is so so much more interested in buying like the best deal or like the highest THC for the price. And, right. you know, and that, when, the highest when... THC is a joke too. That is such Absolutely. a joke. The, the THC amount, I, I find that just incredibly, people think that 32%, they're getting that on an outdoor stuff. Yeah, they may be getting that, but it's not quality stuff and you're not getting the terpenes and the, the, the CBD to activate it. And it, it's just, exactly. it's, it's crap. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, you know, I mean, it, that, the test results say it's this and this, and I, I really don't believe that half the time. Yeah, man. Especially when I've, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people from, they've had, uh, say, three different uh, tests from the same exact crop, and it, they're all different, like very different. It's like, how did yeah, that happen from the same room? I agree. You know, like uh, the variation how accurate and all that is stuff. It? Well, I think there was a there was an article too about one company, and it wasn't with flour; it was with their carts or something. They had a certain percentage posted on the label, and when I can't remember which magazine did it, but they they took the carts and got them tested, retested after they purchased them, and the numbers were way less. You know, so it's like they yep. they cut the oil with uh with some alcohol or something, or like diluted it in some manner. And after the the lab test, so people were actually getting less potency than what the label was saying. So it was like and that could be a crime right there. I mean, that's like a yeah. or something. They they put something different. I mean, that's wrong. Yeah, I agree, man. Deception is not okay. That's uh, when I moved down here to Phoenix and I got my card. That was my main issue with the dispensary was the guy behind the counter couldn't tell me anything about it. You know, and I'm like, well, was this soil I, I found or that a lot of problems with that. You know, and and he yeah. knows nothing, and and like sometimes the dispensary has a grow, right? Like that comes with your license if you get a retail one down here. Right. You get production too, and you can do it on the same premises and everything. And I, I would ask him, like, well, dude, you guys grow it right here, man. Is it? He's like, oh, well, we don't really disclose that. I'm like, why? I'm a patient buying medicine. You're not going to tell me how you produced it. Are you serious? And he just yeah. was trying to be like, act all secretive and shit. And I'm just like, come on guy. Like I got this many dollars to spend with you. You're going to really watch me walk out the door. And he did, you know, and I was like, all right, peace. If you're going to work in a dispensary or something, you need to have a little bit of knowledge about your product and your growers and your farms and whatnot. You, you, Hell yeah! The, the, it's the same thing of working in anything. You need to have knowledge in what you're doing. If you're going to work in a, a jewelry shop, you obviously need to know about what you're doing and how to talk to people. So, yeah, man, I agree. Effective communication is key. It's like I'm in here to buy something already. All you got to do is give me the info, man. Yeah, you just know? give me a little push, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But you know, I, yeah. I've seen a lot of things, and my my partner Ari, he he owns a dispensary up in Lincoln City, which I want to wrap that. It's uh, the Terp Collective in Lincoln City, Oregon. Awesome dispensary, Word. great fucking bud, incredible fucking oil. It's it's a it's a good shop. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, some of the people that I've seen working there are just complete idiots, and which I've seen a lot of people get fired from there. So yeah, but it's it, it amazes me. You you see some people and you think they're cool for a little while, and then you learn how they are, and it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Why man. why are people? <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. So. Also, and next... another thing, I, I'm sorry Ari's not on here real quick, but I want I don't want to rep his uh, his elephant extract. I don't know if anyone's heard of that up here in Oregon, but they used to pr- produce some incredible shatter, and uh, he's uh, making some pretty much fantastic uh, uh, rosin right now. So, if anyone's up in Oregon, pr- pick up that shit. No <laughs> sorry doubt, about that. definitely. Will, can you can you add something about that? Will is our uh, Will Terps is our in-house oil guy, man. Uh, <laughs> elephant. Yeah, X-Rex. yeah. Have you, I mean, are you up in Oregon, or have you? I, I I do live in Oregon. I've I've been back on the East Coast for a bit now, but uh, um, gotcha. yeah, I think I've had uh, I tried elephant extracts a few years ago back in the I think it was still the medical day. Yeah, I remember it being some good. Yeah, stuff. it was in the medical days because that's when they had their medical license and the the whole recreational thing kind of came in and shut the the medical licenses down. I mean, they basically fell out. So they he had to they wait had a uh, recreational license, and he decided to go to the rosin route. Didn't they have carts too? Yeah, they had tons of carts, tons and tons of carts. Yeah, dude, I I did uh, intake and inventory at Human Collective for a few months back in 2015, and I remember their salesman coming in, and um, like the business model there was to mark everything up, either 350 for a gram of flour, four bucks for an edible, and five bucks for concentrates, and so right, like fuck, like the carts they had were hella expensive, and I was just like really and he was like yeah i'm like well this is we're just gonna mark it up five bucks and he's like no that's cool and i'm like do you think people are gonna buy those and he's like yeah bro they will and i was like we just grabbed 20 to start you know what i mean and they did they were gone in like two days bro and and they were expensive as shit man people love that shit bucks yeah it was uh i mean that's all over the all over the nation people love that shit blood orange orange it was Yeah, yep. it was. Fire, I actually, I think I, I still have. I have a lot of cards from them right now, fucking. But <laughs> it's uh, I have smoked a thousand something dislike cards, and that's where I've kind of learned to to love and hate it at the same time. But you know, they yeah. they they came through with at the start though, before anyone was doing that stuff, and brought that out, and people were just blown away. And it was yeah. the taste, bro. That's, that's the an incredible in thing there. to me. That that was an incredible thing to me. That's before I. That's the first time I actually even heard Dislit was when I talked to Ari for the first time. Um, a lot of the the people that came into Natural Wonders, they got the carts. Uh, where people who worked in like the service industry or, or restaurants, so, you know, like chef, waitresses, yeah. and waiters so the, that that need to step out, get a quick puff, and not smell like anything. Exactly, yeah, and I think yeah. actually the on the way back from uh, from Oregon when uh, I got a bunch of pens from from Ari when we came out here, I was smoking that walking through the the airport. No one said a word to me, and <laughs> I felt like a fucking. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you know, no one gives a shit. Everyone thinks I'm vaping. Yeah, dude, I usually fly out with an ounce or two when I leave Oregon too, and I've never <laughs> been pulled out of the line once you know what i mean i'm like yeah i never have either i I just always put things in my carry-on and i've never had a problem yeah man the the dogs are are bomb sniffing dogs they don't give a shit yeah man (laughs) in fact i've walked past them with an ounce of some dank ass mac and they didn't even yeah the dog didn't do shit to me and it was in my backpack and they they didn't say a word about it yep Okay, Ryan, so I'm going to switch back to my cookie-cutter questions here. Um, I I had two things, just in case it was you and Ari, but I guess you can just say it from your point of view. Um, what's one thing that you're most proud of as far as your journey um, in, in the cannabis industry? I, I just think it's uh it's it's cool traveling around. I think that that's everyone's duty to kind of travel around this world and see what different opportunities arrive to them. 
and like I said, I started out with, uh, I met Ryan Rice and he, he had his seed production company and me and him kind of joined up and joined and he, he developed pollination elite genetics and I became a part of it and it's, it's just gone from there. And the, the incredible genetics that he produces has been something that's inspired me. And I moved out here to Colorado or I mean to, to Oregon and started this farm and we were growing a lot of pollination elite genetics at that time. And I've just strived to produce the best and do the best that I can. And this this industry has given me that opportunity, and I've been waiting for that to happen. And it came legal, and you know, it's it's been a good chance to actually develop what I wanted to do. No doubt, man, living the dream, bro. Yeah, exactly. And that's I started out when I was 16, before it was illegal, and or I mean, before it was legal, and I, I thought everything was wonderful and everything was great then. And, and I was a little disappointed when it became legal because I wasn't making thousands of dollars a pack. But at the same time, it's bringing it to millions of people now, and millions of people can enjoy this wonderful product, and it's not going to break their pocket for what I used to yeah. pay for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to hurt them financially or literally in their health. Like, nothing's going to, you know, nobody's going to die or or get cancer yeah, from quality medicine is tested. I mean, the testing, once again, I have skept, skeptical about the, the THC levels and whatnot, but I think that's wonderful when they have it on pesticides and stuff because we don't want that shit in our medicine. No doubt. Like, that's one thing I want to add, too, Ryan, is once I moved down here, potency was the only thing listed on the label. And I'm like, you guys don't check for yeah. pesticides? They're like, nah, it's not required. And and it's going to be required starting August 27th. So that's cool. Like they made some changes, but they didn't change the 25 They don't test rule. for mold. They don't test yeah. for mold out here. And that is shocking to me. When I came from yeah. Colorado, that was one of the first things they test for. And that's, that's not a, a huge thing out here, which is a huge thing out here. I, I talked about that, I think, on the regulation ex episode, because when it was medical, you did. You had to pass a mold test as a medical grower to get on the shelf at a dispensary. Right. And, exactly. And, guys, and now all guys of a sudden, really, the, the law got a little changed a little, or I don't know what happened. No, but... no it's when it went rec. The, the rec testing yep. requirements didn't test for mold, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Because guys were proud of passing that test, you know? Like, that shit happens out well, here like everywhere, was... so... Like to, to yeah, pass like I was that. talking about mold is good. we we lost thirty percent of our crop in two thousand seventeen due to mold. And that a lot of people don't destroy it like we did. We got rid of that crap. You know, we got rid of everything that we found that had anything to do with mold. And a lot of people yep. don't do that. It's sold all over the place. Yeah, and man. I've I've had people complain about finding finding mold in their weed, you know, from the dispensary and we we've talked to people about that and that's just horrible. No, people shouldn't yeah. be dealing with that kind of crap. There should no. be quality control. There should. And I think that, uh, that like medical growers, if you have more than two cards, you got to get the metric license anyway. So it's like, I think that they should not cap those guys at 20 packs to the dispensary because they can yeah. only sell 20 pounds to a dispensary in a year. And it's like, those guys have to pass a mold test. You know what I mean? Like, that, yep. Like their their product should yep. be on the shelf more than everyone else's because they have to be more stringent on their protocols and provide a more. Oh, totally, and they should product. be able to sell hundreds. Uh, why is that capped on anything? You know, they yeah. should be able to sell whatever they got, especially if it's I the agree. quality that they want. That should be the 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 craft cannabis. And like you were talking Hell about craft yeah. cannabis, that should be that is where it's going to be. That is the future of this industry. Because if anyone thinks that they're going to be a big big huge cannabis grower or whatever, you're a joke. These big industries are going to take it the fuck over. It's going to be the microbrews, the the craft cannabis, the small little grows that produce the the super finest cannabis that survive, and that's that's yeah, it. I agree. Other than that, I, I mean, these big businesses are going to take it over because there's going to be greenhouses upon greenhouses upon greenhouses growing weed. Yeah, but unless dude. you're growing the super fire, you're gonna you're gonna suffocate. I agree, and it's uh. Man, the big money can hire big talent too. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, that's that's exactly it. I mean, the, the big money, as long as you got money, money is the hugest. Money is the worst thing and the best thing in the world. 
It's yeah. the, the worst and the greatest thing in the world. I mean, it can destroy you or you can make you very successful. But most of the people, they get a lot of money and everything gets successful and they fall apart and they turn into complete assholes. And that's, I, that's at least in my experience, money destroys people. Yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, cause I, I tried to keep the dream alive as long as I could, man. And trying to find a record. No, totally, totally. And it, it was just heartbreaking to finally come to the, like, fuck, I got to shake. I got to figure something else out. People telling you they but, want 50% of your fucking farm. You're like 50%. Yeah, you gotta be shitting. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, man. It, it, it was rough. But uh, like, I'm I'm glad it worked out the way it did because I don't owe a guy a bunch of money that I can't pay back. With yeah, totally, man. And then that's you know? that's a huge thing too. And in your, at least you went that way, and a lot of people actually went the other way, and now they owe tons and tons of money and on a fucked up dream. Yeah, and I uh I had a friend. I don't want to say his name because I want to try and get him on the show sometime in the future too, and I don't have his permission yeah, to tell totally. this story. But he he did the intake and inventory at Human Collective before I got there. And everybody liked him, and he was cool. And I remember him coming to uh, the farm shop down the street where I worked before there and coming and shaking hands with me and smoking one and talking shop. And after he left uh, Human Collective, he got some property in Vernonia, Oregon. And it was just like, like five or ten acres or something. And... I just remember his IG feed. He was pumped up, like doing it. It was before they limited all the uh, stacking cards. I think he did a hundred plants that summer in 2015. And right. I think I had a 99 plant count. Yeah, and I uh, I went back to it was 2017. My buddy Sweeney, who does the cashers, the pipe tool on the lighter, he had like a harvest party. And I ran into the homie there, you know, and I was like, dude, what's up, man? How's, how's Vernonia going, man? Like, what the fuck? And he, uh, he was just like, man, I, I gave that up basically. I'm like, what? And he's like, he, he had a bunch of, there was a bunch of stickers and flyers and free swag on the tables. Everybody's like, you see all that shit on the tables? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's me. I was like, that's your company. He's like, nah, I work for those guys. He's like, I work for them. I'm like, what? And he's like, man, he, he, he's like, they got seven million dollars, John. He's like, I wow. I can't compete with that, you know. He's like, they, yeah, I, they I couldn't compete. Good like I said, money sometimes. I mean, yeah. that'll 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 put you in your place. You're like, oh yeah, shit, man. I can buy a house and I can buy whatever the fuck I want to now. So, and sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes that's a wonderful thing, especially when you deserve it. But there's there's a lot of horrible people coming into this industry that are going to really destroy it, and maybe not destroy yeah. it, but they're going to take it over. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I try yeah. to keep a positive outlook, but yeah, there's a lot of evil coming into the scene, man. At, at the same uh, time, like I said, though, the craft cannabis, though, I mean, you you look at the, the say, the microbrews in Oregon or in Colorado, and they're flourishing. There's some great microbrews that they have small breweries, and they're producing some incredible beer. And that's the same thing with cannabis. When you've got some really good grows producing the best weed, that's the the top end people that's what they want you know they want the three dollar gram they don't want that crap they want the best yeah no doubt man yeah i i uh see a lot of guys at the gas station grabbing an 18 pack of bud light down here and i just shake my head and keep it moving i'm like yeah you could spend 10 bucks and have something way better and drink way less you know and and, totally ah. totally i'm like whatever like it's or you can have some piss water and do your thing. Yeah. And I'm from Colorado, yeah. so Coors is a huge thing in Colorado, and Coors makes me sick. That stuff is yeah, disgusting. Bro. I can't believe people drink any form, fashion of it. Yeah, dude, it's so monotone and just plain Jane, man. Like, I'd rather have something that tastes better and drink two beers right. instead of fucking eight. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so, uh, what? okay, so I asked you what are what's one thing you're proud of um what's one thing that you wish you could have done differently as far as your journey in cannabis were there any mistakes or anything or or misfortunes that I you guess I would I one thing I, I would have done more uh studying I guess I would have done more research I would have done more more school more I wish I would have gotten into this a little deeper on the the school end 
I think if, like, if like that were to happen, I would have been a lot more educated. I've had to learn a lot of this stuff trial and error, which sucks. You know, I mean, it's it's taught me a lot at the same time, which has shown me what not to do. But at the same time, I failed on a lot of things. But you know, overall, I'm I'm pretty proud of how things are going. I mean, we've had some fuck up this year. I just just the other day, uh, actually, it was last night. In fact, one of the the cloners, or actually, all three of these cloners, they they got unplugged from this power stripper. And they all died, you know, or at least a good portion of them. And that was a great zeros of spar moment. But you yeah. know, things are what they are at the yeah. in the the cannabis field. I mean, we have thousands of clones and stuff, but it still it sucks to lose a few hundred clones. Yeah, everyone has dude. mistakes, and I mean, things fail and things these fuck up. But you got to keep on pushing, and you got to keep on doing your thing, and succeed. Succeed is the yeah, only option. Man. Yep, chalk it up and press on, man. Everybody loses. Yep. You know, like, yeah, it's part of the game. If you're going to play a game, you're going to lose sometimes. So. Yeah, totally. You're you're going to lose no matter what. So, I mean, be, be expected for it and build yourself up from it and, you know, learn from your mistakes. Because if you don't make okay. mistakes, then I, I don't know, you're you're better than me because I've made a lot of them. Hell yeah, same, bro, same. Um totally <laughs> truth man uh my next uh cookie cutter question when, when did you get ex- into extraction i i guess you talked about that a little bit is that when you linked up with ari well, in oregon because he was already doing it kind of sorted i mean it was several years before ari though i got into it with uh my friend tommy uh this guy tommy ballman that i knew from a long long time ago i met up with him and that's when we started open blasting and just doing tons and tons of stuff with that and i was making yeah, crazy boy. oil and i'd never ever smoked bho before i was just I, I smoked some of that and i was like holy shit what is this stuff yeah and, you know we started blasting just tons of pounds and pounds and pounds and making you know it was it was decent stuff it was all right but i mean i'm sure it wasn't purged enough but regardless you know it was, it was some yeah. decent pulling snap you know crap it wasn't quite shattered but then all of a sudden we came up with uh when everyone was getting ovens and stuff and everything got better and better and better and i moved out here and i met up with ari and ari's just a master ari and his uh his crew this guy forrest was an incredible extraction artist and i i found some of the the best oil and some of the best stuff and i was just like wow this is what i love you know i love the extraction i love i love smoking flour too but the the oil is where i'm at the the best best tasting the best terpiest oil once again, uh, another company out here, Flapjacks, uh, Flapjacks uh, Extracts is incredible. They they produce some of the firest oil out here in Oregon. No doubt. Yeah, Will's one of those guys. Like, he, I'm, I'm a flower guy. I might do, like, Pig Farm said, I might do one dab a month. I was like, man, me too, dude. Like, maybe once a month I'll do a dab. <laughs> like, I can't sleep. Dude, I do a dab as soon as I'm I wake a- up. That's like Word. my, first, my yeah. first routine in the morning is taking a big old fat dab, and that's what wakes me up in the morning. That's awesome, man. I I, I load a bowl of flour, you know, like that. That's my routine. But uh, I mean, if I'm celebrating and I want to get loose, I just when I get dab high, I don't want to do much. I just want to chill and listen to music. You know what I mean? And so. Right. I guess, uh, I guess I've gotten a huge weird. tolerance to it, but I've been smoking a lot of rosin. The rosin's my go-to now since uh, my partner Ari with Elephant Extracts. I mean, he makes the fire. Well, him and uh, this yeah. guy Carlos there, it's, uh, they make some incredible stuff. Man. Okay, yeah, that that, so, that leads uh, me to my next question, man. Is um, you told me um earlier before I think through email or text that uh, you guys are focusing on solventless now. And yeah, yeah. Why did you, uh, why we, did you guys? He was mainly why did you on choose B- to? Oh, sorry. Why did you choose to focus on that instead of BHO? That's sorry, man. Go ahead. Well, go, it, go, go, go hard. Mainly, bro. mainly they, they were they were going crazy with the BHO thing. They had they were going up to or or to Portland to do the huge licensing up there and spent already spent probably a hundred thousand dollars on this trying to get this project running up there and it just didn't work out. So he decided, you know what, I'm going to go over to Lincoln City where I've already got a shop. I'm going to set this up, and I'm going to do this the right way, solventless. And he's got that set up now. Now all of a sudden he's ready to do distillate, and they've got that totally legalized. 
So he, he's set, you know, I mean, he's going to be making some super fire, but the Solomon list thing really impressed me because I was all BHO. That's, that's all I really liked was really good BHO, some really good live resin. But since yeah. he's been pumping me with this, uh, this good rosin, this, some of this rosin is seriously incredible. The Terps are just incredible on it. This, uh, banana, banana punch, I think it is, is pretty incredible. Million Elephant Farms is one produced the, the flower for it, but it's a, right. it's, some pretty impressive oil so i mean that has to be advantageous too right to be a farm that's producing heavy weight and have an extractor basically in-house that can do bho and solventless totally and that and we have a dispensary as well so i mean everything just gets flown around and everything works out perfectly with this uh this uh little union no doubt man vertically integrated yeah, a bunch of our outdoor stuff went to, to Elephant Extracts last year, and so they, they produced a bunch of Sour Patch Kids and some crazy stuff. So That's tight, dude. That's tight, because you can basically adjust to whatever the market needs, too, man. It's like you can right. just do your own projection on what happened last year and, you know, who you have fucking going for it this year. So it's like, man, this guy's going to crush on sales. I think we'll get 5% more on this oil, so... Let's move totally. back traction like that's and dude, the data on your spreadsheets must be deep, man, and that's that's awesome. Like data stuff. Rules. I, I just added that to our uh, website from uh, Seed Finder um, to pollination elite genetics as pneg.biz, but I, I just added this thing from Seed Finder that has almost all our genetics listed down from from the the mother everything about them and uh the same with the father it's pretty impressive yeah man I, I like those guys too it goes pretty deep with with everything like uh i i gotta ask this question too because it's related how do you feel about uh phylos bioscience because their galaxy is similar to seed finders little chart that drops down but uh have you ever submitted any of your genetics to Phylos? No, I don't think. Actually, I don't think any of ours are. And I, in truth, I've never even heard of it. So that's kind of a interesting thing. Uh, if you could text that to me after this, uh, I'd be grateful to to send them some info. Okay, cool, dude. I'll I'll, I'll hit you up with that. We're uh we're well into our interview now. Well, so. well that's good. They don't ha they don't have your your genetics. Yeah, man, that is good. <laughs> that, that that makes me feel better. Yeah. They, they might who knows you know they might have it on there i haven't actually checked it but, yeah yeah you know, maybe we'll somebody see. grabbed we've some beans pretty, pretty low-key we've never been we've never been a big thing we've never got licensed we've never tried to go that far which i've had opportunities from several different people and i know ryan has as well but we want our stuff to be actually affordable and want it to be something that people can enjoy and actually grow themselves that's something that's okay. not gonna fucking hurt me yeah. out for 500 dollars. Yeah. that just blows my mind I agree, dude. I, I went and looked at your guys' website, and I think that's dope, too, because most guys, you have to go to some library to get their seeds for 100 or 200 a pack. Yeah, some bullshit seed website, bank or whatever. You know, I, why dude, not spend a few hundred bucks to make your own website? Yeah, dude, and your guys's are like 60 and 80 bucks for, for 10 packs, and I'm like, holy shit, like, that's so... It's such a because to me, dude, I'm I'm common man. I'm I'm working class, poor, more or less. You know what I mean? I have my interest in this industry, and I've tried my hand at it. But uh, it's like I uh, I appreciate when guys do stuff like that. And to me, I think that's a really good look for your company. I'm trying to rep you guys wherever and, I. And that's what we actually on. we we sold most of our stuff for fifty dollars, and that this was like fucking eight years ago. We sold it for yeah. fifty dollars, and we upped it to sixty just because you know that's that's how things go sometimes. Yeah, it's but worth it. yeah, you know, man, no, no it's, matter it's what, I, we've it. tried to make it super affordable for people and try to make it effective because you get thousands of seeds off plants. You know, people trying to say they're not getting rich off this is bullshit. When you're selling yeah. five hundred dollars for a ten pack, just that's yeah. just smack in the face for especially for some F ones. Everything of ours yes. is proven. Everything of ours is F three that'll be guaranteed. It will not hurt me on you. I've never had yeah. any problems in any of my gardens with it. And I've never had actually, I've, I've returned two packs to people and that's over thousands and thousands of packs. Yeah, man. I, I believe it, bro. Like that's, uh, 
You know, I know, I, I know our genetics are solid, and I can't wait till you get yours too, man. I can't wait till you get your back. You know, grow them up. Yeah, and, man. You know, let me know. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so we got a question from Mitch in production. <laughs> he says, "Explain her, Hermie, hermaphrodite." And yes, Mitchell. Uh, sometimes when you breed two plants, uh, they'll they'll produce seeds, but sometimes those seeds will hermaphrodite, meaning they'll they'll pollinate themselves and make more seeds without having a male in the room. And so those genetics. And, and a lot stable. of times, that's from a it's an un, an unstable genetic or some sort of some sort of flaw with the genetics. And it causes yeah. the other plant to, to produce both male and female sex hormones, which produces seeds, and boom, your your whole crop's ruined. I mean, maybe not your yeah. whole crop, but a little chunk of it, you've got seeds everywhere. Yeah, and it's yeah. like if, if you bring a pack to a dispensary and the shit looks fire, but 10 customers come back complaining like, yo, I found these 10 seeds in this fucking eighth, you know? Like, it just, it looks bad on your Yeah, company. exactly. You you don't yeah. need seeds. You're supposed to be growing females, and that should be all it is. Yeah, and I remember this one strain when I was at Kings of Canna. Um, do you know Proof Cultivar? You know who those guys are? No. Okay, it's it's P R U F C U L T I V A R. They had this strain called Smarties that was uh, form cut cookies with Blue City Diesel, and holy oh. shit, dude! It was like such a clean like upbeat sativa like it was bomb it smelled like berries and it was just like tight little cookie nugs but dude like after the first round it was everything was hermed out and i was just like damn i hope you guys can figure that out because i really like that strain yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but it wasn't stable some sort of stressor or some light leak or something like that because i've had that on a couple of my grows where i have a small little pinhole light leak somewhere yeah. and on indoor <laughs> Huh. I mean, on outdoor, for some reason, you can have the moonlight, you can have all sorts of shit, but if you have one little pinhole in indoor, you get Hermes. Yeah, I would that, always... That happens. Man, I mean, with I'm telling you, though, with pollination elite genetics, I have not had that problem. I have not at yeah. all. I had this one big little gap in this one room I had, and no problems with that. But what, there's, what I, I'm, I'm I, not going to name the people, but there's several people that I've had some issues with their genetics. Yeah, well, fuck it, proof cultivar. On another note, <laughs> they're exactly who is big <laughs> cannabis coming in to try to take over everything. They own like multiple dispensaries. Well, there are multiple companies under one name, and they honestly they shady ass business practices too. I've heard like multiple stories from people who've worked with them and worked in their grow that they have bugs. They spray like nasty shit, or they did, um, you know, and. Honestly, it's just, it's kind of annoying. They, they own Pharma now, which used to be, you know, it was one of the best dispensaries ah, uh, before they sold out. And I like, you know, Pharma. yeah. They run Hawthorne too, man. Yeah, but I'm not going to say names because um, I feel like people mo mostly know what I'm talking about. But certain individuals sold themselves out too with, by going with Proof Cultivar in my mind. <laughs> Um, exactly. Uh, that exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, and so I don't know. Just really don't have a lot of good, good things in my mind about that company, and I'm not afraid to share them. Well, there's All a lot good, of huge companies that they're, they're. I'm telling you, they're going to come in and just trample this this marijuana industry. Everyone's going to be smoking mids. That's going to be the main thing, unless you want to spend a little bit of money, just like for uh, for craft beer or whatever. You know, there's going to be yeah. some good growers, and there's going to be some good places to get stuff. But your main stuff is going to be Marlboro or Camel, and that's yeah. going to yep. be how it is. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel in in my head, I'm projecting 100 bucks an ounce for mids, 200 bucks for craft, as far as ounces go on the shelf when it goes federal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Shit, there's people selling fucking uh, ounces out here for 50 bucks out in Oregon, and this stuff's not super bad. I mean, it smells good. It's green. It looks. It's crystally. Yeah. Like, ounces out here in Oregon are going for for pennies. Yeah, dude, super fucking cheap, man. Like, yeah. uh, it's everywhere. Like, like the guy you had on last last week, a uh, pig farmer. That guy grows some fire, man. One of my yeah. partners uh, makes diamonds off of his product, and it's it's incredible, man. There, I, I'm always uh, interested in anything he's got. It's the the stuff is incredible. I agree, man. He's in my top five. Like he, uh, just everything that we ever. It didn't matter what strain it was. I'm like, fuck that shit. 
tight, man. Yeah, and, I, uh, I've got some Scooby Snack diamonds and some Mad Max diamonds still. I've got maybe like four dabs of each one of them, but they're they're incredible, man. Word. The terps are and, just uh, out of line on it. Yeah, and he he talked about herming a little bit too when he was on. Um, he, he would, you know, some plants if they they hermed out too much, he he would discontinue them. But um, that's I was gonna add to that that question when when I did uh intake at human collective you were talking about this too about lightly uh when growers would come in sometimes they'd have some bomb and it's like patients would find those seeds and come back and complain so the next time i'd see the grower i'm like yo there's seeds in there he's like oh man everything's legit i'm like were these the plants by the door and he's like what do you mean i was like how many lights do you have exactly. in you? like man like five i'm like i bet you these were the plants by the door He's like, well, and I'm like, can you isolate those next time and not add them to the batch and see if that's true? And he was just like, yeah. And he'd come back in. He's like, you were fucking right. I'm like, bro, it is just a tiny bit, bro. Like that, you know. What's sad to say, though, some of those seeds might have been super fire. I mean, it came from some some crazy genetics and whatnot. But, like, some of the best stuff has come from accidents. Like Golden Goat from some guy's backyard. He had, I think it was Romulan and Island Sweet Skunk bread, and it made Golden Goat. And that's where that in, incredible strain came from. Yeah, Gorilla Glue, too. They said that was a happy accident. You know what I mean? Like, something really got, got pissed. Great and was like, strain. fucking goddammit, fuck this room. You know, and then came back <laughs> to it a couple of years later and was like, I'm going to crack those and ended up being fire, you know? Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I exactly. I mean, there's some amazing stuff too. that comes from accidents. In fact, you know, I think almost everything comes from an accident. Well, maybe not an accident, but like the whole cookie thing that came from just a huge blam and all of a sudden they were making stuff, but then people started crossing their stuff and making super fire stuff. And that's what I think the game's all about. I think that's like a lot of our stuff, like our, for instance, our, uh, our male loud sour was used from a James loud seeds, the, the loud sour line. And it was fucking incredible, man. And I want to give props to those kind of people. You know, that's they they helped us to produce some incredible genetics and helped us produce some incredible quality. And that's how cannabis, I think, should be going. Is people should be keep on jumping and jumping and jumping. But unfortunately, like there's there's too many people doing it, and two people that they don't know what they're doing, and they're trying to release all sorts of crap, and people are buying yeah. into it, and you know, it's ruining things. Yeah, man. It is. That's why I'm glad I have you on the show, man. Cause like, uh, I've had a, a a couple of breeder guys on the show before, but I, I was really impressed with your guys's work and I never got a chance to shake hands with you yet, but it's good to, to interview you on the podcast, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to meet up one of these days, man. Yeah. Next time I come to Oregon, I'm definitely going to hit you up. Um, yeah, and same thing. I got your number now, so I'll hit you up when I'm heading to your neighborhood. But enjoy those yeah. seeds, man. Pop them in and enjoy them. No doubt. I'm I'm going to for sure. Um, hopefully, we can give a pack away on the show or something too, man. Oh yeah, of course. You know, if you need more of them too, just hit me up. You know, I'll I'll, I'll definitely promote some of that. No doubt. No doubt. Cool, man. Um, I'm gonna switch back to my cookie cutter questions here, Ryan. Um, what do you feel? was the most difficult thing about expanding to more than one state? Cause you guys are in three states now. Yeah. Uh, well, elephant extract, uh, they're actually, it's kind management down there, but they're producing down in uh, Oregon, making some incredible oil with some good people, Bobby Dabs and some other fucking awesome people. And, uh, you know, so that's down in California. Then out here in Oregon, we've got elephant extract, the Turk collective and elephant farms. And of course, pollination with me because that's where I'm at. But yeah. uh, we're we're producing some awesome flour. They're they're selling some great stuff, and extracts is making some great rosin. But in Colorado, my partner Ryan Rice, he's he's a true genius behind the whole pollination line, though. I mean, he he was the master behind making the the incredible crosses with the white and uh, a few things that really started this company. That's dope. So like what what well I mean just to further like what was the hardest part about being in in more than one state man like what you know cuz there's the, the hardest part is actually 
I don't know about communication, but just being there for your friends and uh, actually doing things in other places. Like in Colorado, I miss a lot of people like Ryan. You know, it's hard yeah. for me to, you know, it's great talking on the phone and whatnot, but, you know, there's it, lives split apart and things kind of get shitty. I agree, man. I've, I've had to find my producer is out there in Oregon still. He, well, actually, Washougal, he's on the other side of the river, but. I, I used to yeah, be able to link about, up with I mean, him all whenever. your people are all over the country making the show happen. So, I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I miss being able to go and like, hey, are you busy tomorrow? Let's link up and record something. So I've had to find other music homies down here that I can have that relationship because, I, you know, it, uh, talking on the phone is different and just sending emails. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, it's like, man, let's do some work, man. You know, like. And I, I fell off Facebook for a while because I was on there every day. Promote, and I, in fact, I promote, promote a lot of like happy things, a lot of positive stuff. But yeah. uh, lately, I kind of fell off of it. I didn't want to do it. I was just sick of people's crybaby attitudes. And, you know, it was just, oh, poor me. You know, this is happening to me. I don't want to hear that shit. You know, you guys should be on there talking about happy things. I understand yeah. you want to, you know, you want to let out your sad thoughts and stuff like that. But you're bringing other people down. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep, uh, I try to just promote artists and businesses and crack <laughs> jokes. I try, I try to find Yeah, me some, too. That's, some... that's the same thing. I po- post positive things and crack jokes and post pictures of weed. You know, that's one thing yeah. I'm famous for is my pictures of weed. Yeah, I try to follow some hot girls that tell dirty jokes. So it's like, there you go. That, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, my next question, um, what what do you feel made your expansion to other states easier? Um, um, Facebook, Instagram, knowing people, uh, uh, high times events, chalice, those type of things, meeting up with people, actually getting out and actually running into people and developing relationships. I mean, that's really that's that swung my business in the right direction. I've I've sold tons of seeds to people and. Uh, and uh, with the, the extracts thing, I mean, we're, we're meeting up with people and actually just distributing a lot of stuff, which is amazing, too. Because like I said, in Oregon, it's a hard market. So. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It's uh, this is a, competitive. This is, a, this and... is a definite crazy experience. This is this has been my dream, though. This has always been when I was growing up. You know, I thought I'm going to grow pot and I'm going to be some serious, crazy guy or whatever, you know, and then I end up doing this for my living. Which is funny too, because I have a degree in drug and alcohol counseling. So you know, uh, I, I got awesome. into this. <laughs> I got into this out of a crazy thing, but you know, I've always loved pot. I've always loved getting high, and I, you know, I, I think that people need to enjoy themselves in a proper way. And marijuana yeah. is not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, I agree, dude. It's safe. You know. Yeah. And not you smoke enough fight. of it, it's going to get you knocked on your ass. Yeah, you're not going to want to fight your buddy because you smoke too much weed, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. With alcohol, I mean, in truth, alcohol should be illegal. Don't get me wrong. I like having a couple beers, but that should be the – that's the problem. You know, people can drive all day long on, on weed, but you drink, you know, 10 beers, and all of a sudden you're slamming into people. you getting yeah. DUIs and going to prison and ruining your family. No doubt. No doubt. So, uh – I want to open it up for anybody who is listening right now. If you want to call in and ask any questions of Ryan Lutz from Pollination Elite Genetics, Elephant Farms, Elephant Extracts, and Sweet Leaf Extractors, the number is 1-833-777-DABS. That's 1-833-777-3227. is there anything else that that you want to talk about, Ryan? Like, uh, like no, just, man, uh, I, like basically, like I said, I think that marijuana industry is going in a it's going in a bad direction. I'm happy yeah. it's legal for people, but I I really think that it's gonna it's be gonna be falling apart unless you support the people that are actually producing and making the quality. Yeah, a lot of people are buying these three dollar crap grams and all this stuff, and I think that that's kind of ruining things. You know, you need to support the people growing the good. That's what you need to to look for, because the the Budweisers and the the, the crap shit is gonna be there. You know, don't worry about that. 
Yeah, man. I, I rock with Ninkasi as far as beers go. They're a brewery from Oregon, and I have to look for them down here. But when I find it, I'm like, yeah. And, and, and that's going to happen all over the nation once cannabis becomes actually legal federally. Is It's going to be yeah. transported to, to other places. And people are going to be able to try geek farm stuff or elephant farm stuff or, you know, pollination stuff here and there. And it's going to be yeah. like, wow, you know, it's going to be the craft stuff be sold in stores, hopefully. You know, I'm hoping yeah. that's what it's going to be. I agree. It gives but me it hope, takes too. money, though. It, it takes a lot of money to be able to produce the packaging and to be able to do that kind of stuff. And unless you're a big corporation, a lot of people can't afford that. Yeah. I agree, man. That's that's why we're trying to do podcasts and such too to to promote said companies for you know doing good work because the news. Whenever there's anything in the news about cannabis, it just skims over the surface. And as far as input from anybody who is in the industry, they get like one quote. You know what I mean? They'll have like two exactly, people exactly. And I appreciate. I appreciate this show. You guys have let me talk, and I, I'm sure I uh, blab a little much, but you know, I nah, appreciate dude, the chance like, to actually express my feelings. That's that's what we want, bro. Like, man, when we had Smiley on here, dude. It was like the easiest episode ever. That guy just went on and on. It was like, man, <laughs> like, man, for for real. It's uh, that's what we're looking for. We're trying to create some good content and hear from your point of view because. Everybody knows, like, there's a lot of good people in this industry. There's a lot of snakes in this industry, too. There's a lot of horrible people that I've met and a lot of people destroying it. But at the same time, there's a lot of really good people and a lot of great people that I've met and have helped me out with my growing career and helped help me out with information. And, you yeah, know, I respect yeah. a lot of people I met. I've, I've, I've met some trash, but at the same time, I've met some kings. So, yeah, man. you know, I, I'm thankful I, for my life. I'm thankful for who I am. I'm thankful for my little, my little boy. I'm thankful for everything. Same, dude. I, uh, I, when I meet somebody new, I'm, I'm always like trying to figure out what their experience is with weed. And it's like, if they haven't, like, if they're just some corporate dude trying to get into it, then it's hard for me to trust the guy. You know what I mean? And totally. it just, uh, like i don't know community is everything that's why i like the podcast too because um i've i've never met you before dude but i followed you on ig for a long time and i i uh ran your gear outdoors so just like man i'm gonna send him a message and yeah that was awesome when you I, actually when you dude, called me up and told me about that i was like that is fucking cool dude that was how ironic yeah. that you you were the one that met us that was yeah. that's just crazy to me because i was like i have to have some mike's fucking geek farms doctor who yeah, uh, yeah unfortunately well, it was it, in the tin can and it wasn't anything impressive or anything but i actually got some fire ass doctor who from mike when we went to saw him like like two days later so yeah but man. i thank you very much it was great to talk to you and this is a wonderful experience now too i mean it's great the the, the medium and everything so even though i got a crappy yeah. tin can it was great <laughs> great meeting you no doubt. All right. So I got I got a few more questions before we wrap up, if that's okay with you, Ryan. Yes, sir. Um, can you please plug your social media and your website? Yeah, my social media, I just have a Ryan Lutz. They shut my down my my Pollination Elite Genetics on Facebook. But uh ah. my my Instagram is uh Pollination Elite Genetics with underscores. And uh, we have a website of pollen, uh, P-N-E-G dot biz. P-N-E-G dot biz, folks. That's where it's at. They got fire, fire beans, man. Like, you can just look at the menu and see what you're looking for as far as effects or terpene profiles. And Um, I promise you, these seeds have been super fucking conducted in the, the utmost fashion. Nothing is an F3 or lower. We have no that cross everything so that there is no fucking Hermes. That's the one thing that just I it makes me sick to my stomach when people have this shit. I understand when people have problems in their room with light leaks and stuff, but when like I said, the cookie family, who the fuck is releasing this crap for five hundred dollars a pack and it's Hermes? Like eighty seven percent of the packs Hermes. That's Damn, fucking ridiculous. That's yeah, that's why bad. would you release that bad. crap? Yeah cash grab man cash grab and they hear fucking burner's name and all of a sudden that's where it's at yeah 
Because, man, I like Burner's raps, but I don't know how... No, don't get me wrong. I do, too. I'm not trying to diss him at all. But at the same time, I think they got a little money hungry and they're releasing stuff that shouldn't be released. And I don't know if that was them or if it was their business partners, who the fuck it was. But come on, guys, bring it down to a fucking decent level and don't do that stuff. That's wrong. Yeah, I remember seeing an interview with him where he, he was talking about... He was gonna expand to other cities and then he decided not to because he couldn't he couldn't guarantee the work from other people so maybe someone else did did try to well you know what i respect that though i I respect that if you can't if you can't have someone doing the work for you and they're not making it up to your your property or your your thought level then that's fine you know but yeah i just think that if people are going to be dropping stuff and trying to help people out and dropping their name on it they need to have some quality no doubt, no doubt. Um, I guess I, I was raised in a different generation. <laughs> no doubt. So uh, my next question, what are your current goals in the industry? Um, I guess I really don't have too many current goals in the industry. I mean, we got everything going right now. We got a dispensary, an extraction lab, a farm. Uh, so I got the seed breeding company. I think that everything's going pretty well. I think another seed breeding company is going to be coming on the line pretty soon. Um, I'm just kind of slowly repping that, but I'll, I'll definitely be announcing soon. But yeah, uh, we're, uh, we're trying to produce some new shit and uh, and uh, make some new stuff happen, and you know, doing things for the future. You always got to have new things coming out. So no doubt, no doubt, man. Um, so what sort of ideas would you like to promote in the future? As far as the industry, honesty, or honesty. honesty Dude, be I love trustworthy. That. I, I love that, man. That's 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 one of the biggest things. Be trustworthy. Be honest. Don't fucking yeah. bullshit people. You know, just be truthful and handle your business in a proper way. I don't understand why people have to be so shady and so money hungry. You can make money being a, a solid person, and sadly enough, people don't do that. I agree, man. I agree. Honesty is the best policy. I, I say that often, probably like two or three times a day. Yeah. You know? Yep. I agree. That's because my mom always taught me treat people how you want to be treated. And that's how yeah. I've always expressed my life and who I try to be. No doubt. No doubt. So, uh, Will, is there anything you want to ask? Nope, nothing more on my end. Yeah, well, it's pretty late over there on the East Coast, man. It's it's midnight <laughs> for Will Terps already. So, um, well, is there is there good anything night, else you guys have a have a peaceful evening? Hope you hopefully you have a big bong toke to to poke down, and uh, there's some decent weed out there on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got I've got a some, some decent herb, nothing like Oregon, but I'll be happy to to finally get back. Yeah, I've got some dabs yeah. waiting in my fridge so <laughs> anytime you come out here give me a call man I'll, I'll hook you up absolutely sounds good man yeah man i appreciate you coming on the show ryan i'll, I'll send <laughs> yeah, you yeah thanks link, ryan uh from spotify and youtube once we got them um dude man really really good interview man we appreciate you and then hopefully we can do a follow-up interview in the future yeah, of course. I'm I'm always on the agenda, man. Hit me up. It was an honor to talk to you guys. So it, it was seriously an honor when you guys called me. So cool, man. Thanks. We we appreciate yeah. you too, man. Much love, much respect. Um, we'll uh we'll hit you up um in the next couple of days with the links, man. I hope you have a good night. Sounds good. You guys have a good night too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Later. Later. All right, Will Terps. What did you think, Will Terps? That was dope. Yeah, man. He's a really cool cat, man. Um, Too bad we couldn't get Ari on there, but maybe we can get him on the follow-up interview. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do my outro dance, folks. This was the 12th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. With me was my host, Will Terps. Yo, yo. Yeah, boy. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.